The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Suppose one of you has a servant who is plowing or looking after the sheep. When he comes in from the field, do you tell him to hurry and eat his meal? Of course not. Instead, you say to him, Get my supper ready and put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may have your meal. The servant does not deserve thanks for obeying orders, does he? It is the same with you. When you have done all that you have been told to do, say, we are ordinary servants. We have only done our duty. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Why don't you be seated? Now, something very interesting is happening here with Jesus and what he's saying in this message. And, I mean, we know our God to be a loving God, right? He's a loving, merciful God. He serves us. It's this very ironic thing that the God of the universe bothers to kind of pay attention to what's happening in our day-to-day lives. And, you know, he makes sure I had my weed picks this morning and <laughs> makes sure I had, like, a few green lights on the way here. You know what I mean? The God of the universe is bothered. But the relationship between God and us is is obvious. It's obvious which one is God and which one is me, isn't it? You know, I, I can't confuse myself for God when I really look at myself. So who am I? I'm a servant. I'm a servant of the Lord, as we said in the Psalms. Um, I was looking at the... Sometimes we look at what a word means, where a word comes from. And the word servant, it has an interesting meaning. So yes, it's related to religious stuff. You know, we're, we're doing service here, religious service. But it relates to being a slave. And you think, well, what does a slave do? Well, a slave serves their master. Now, is slavery good? No. (laughs) Okay, this is not endorsing slavery. That's not what Jesus is saying here. But what he's saying is, if there is a way that I can utterly dispose myself to Jesus, that means I'm completely available. I'm like always like, is there anything else I can do, Lord? (laughs) Is there anything else I can do? Because I'm a servant of the Lord. I'm like looking for opportunities to serve him. Uh, he is my master, and in, in a certain poetic sense, I'm, I'm kind of his slave, you know. Now, this is, this is where it changes from the slavery we know in the world and the relationship that we have with God in heaven, because slavery is a bad thing, okay? Slavery is not good. We've abolished slavery as, as far as we can in the world. If there are people who are still slaves, we're trying to undo that, you know, because think of... Think of slaves. Usually they're treated really badly. They're barely fed anything. They're made to work just endlessly. And then they don't get paid for their work. You know what I mean? So does Jesus do that to us? No. No. Actually, he comes and he serves us. That means he becomes our slave. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Think of that image just before the passion Remember when Jesus was approaching his death and he sat down with his friends and he said, I'm going to show you this very sacred meal. And it's not just a meal. We're not just having a little picnic here. But this is me giving myself to you. And what did he do before they ate? Do you remember? He did something really staggering. And in fact, the people were kind of upset. They're like, you can't do this, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. He washed their feet. He washed their feet. I mean, in COVID days, we're trying to keep our hands clean. He washed their feet. What do you think he's saying to them? 
What does is, what is doing something like that say to someone? Especially if they're important. Especially if they're like an important person and they come and they wash your feet. What, is that, what are they saying? You'll have to say it really big for everyone, hey? I'm your slave, yeah. Or, I mean, it sounds kind of weird to say that, but, but in a sense, that's what he's saying. I serve you. I live for you. I'm attentive to you. I'm ready to be present to you. It's insane, isn't it? I think it's awesome. This is our God. Like, there's no one more important than him. But he gets down on his knees to wash your feet, my feet. And, and even he goes in search for the lowest of the low. He'll go and wash beggars' feet. You know what I mean? Okay. We have in our tradition the works of mercy. Have you ever heard of these? No? The works of mercy? We've got the um, corporal works of mercy. That means, I don't know, physical stuff. And then we've got the spiritual works of mercy. And that means not, not physical stuff, okay? So the corporal works of mercy are things like feeding the poor. That's a work of mercy, isn't it? Don't poor need to eat? Feeding the poor. Clothing the naked. What else? Visiting prisoners. Um, uh, can you help me out here? Uh, harboring the, the homeless. You know what I mean? These are works of mercy where we think, now I've got probably a little more than I need, but that person out there, you know, who's been sleeping outside Woolworths, they do not have more than they need. They have less than they need. So maybe I can share some of what I have with them. A work of mercy. Maybe I can wash their feet. Maybe I can be their slave. Maybe I can serve them. Yeah. They Well, they have the same rights, but it's almost like they're not getting to enjoy them, you know what I mean? They don't get to enjoy those rights. You know it's a right for you to be educated? That's a human right, isn't it? So you're enjoying one of your human rights right now. But there are kids in the world who do not get to go to school. And you might think, oh, they're lucky. Well, no, they're not. Because they don't, they're not at home relaxing. <laughs> they're doing something really harsh. Okay, anyway, that's the corporal works of mercy. And then we've got the spiritual works of mercy. You know what they are? Teaching the ignorant instructing those who are kind of going off track and helping them, um, speaking lovingly to those who are grieving. Imagine if you've just had a loved one who's died and you're really, really sad and someone comes and they put their arm around you and they say, it's going to be okay. You know, your great-great-grandma or grandma, grandpa or whatever, they're at peace now. Doesn't that make you feel better? It's a work of mercy. Anyway, uh, we could go on and on about this, but we're meant to be employed. That means we're meant to have a job. We're meant to be out working, and our work is mercy. Our work is mercy. Pope Francis, when he was first made Pope, he's been a Pope for a few years now, but he wrote this document where he said, God, God's name is mercy. Like, that's who he is. He's mercy itself. He's um, service itself, this God of ours. I want to say one more last thing, and it's, it's about um, something that happened to me at my ordination. Um, you've seen, hands up if you've seen a baptism before. Has anyone seen a baptism? Like you've actually seen it happen? Yeah? Has anyone seen your older classmates doing their first communion, first Holy Communion? Yeah? <laughs> Has anyone been to Mass? That might be a better question because you've all been to that. Okay. In our tradition, we have these celebrations where certain things happen and, and they mean something, right? So for example, when you're at a baptism, and the baby's getting a little bit of water poured on their head. It's not because, you know, they were out playing in the garden and they need a bath. It's because something, something is happening. They're being reborn. They're being washed clean spiritually. 
You know what I mean? The, the water says more than just what water usually says. Okay. At my ordination, there's a certain little symbol that happened. Can I have a volunteer, please? Someone who's probably bigger than me, if possible. <laughs> no, that's it. Um, yeah. Okay, so at my ordination, there was this special time. I'm just going to move this here. There was this special time. And do you want to sit there? Because I don't want to move in the front of me. Um, there was this special time where the bishop, the bishop, I'm ordained because the bishop lays his hands on me. You know how at Mass, I have to give the bread and the wine and I put my hands over it like this? That's a special gesture that means the Holy Spirit has been called down. And you'll see it at all the sacraments. It happens at baptism, it happens at the Eucharist, it happens when there's a sick person who's about to die and I go and pray over them. It happens at all these different places. And at my ordination, Bishop Michael, you've seen Bishop Michael before? Big guy with a big pointy hat. He was sitting here, kind of, except in the cathedral. And, and there's this symbol, which we call the mingling of hands. Kind of strange name, hey? The mingling of hands. And what it means is I sit in front, I kneel in front of the bishop, and he says, I was only Deacon Ashman then, he says, Deacon Ashman, do you promise da 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 da? And I said, yeah. And then I put my hands, you may not be able to see it, but I put my hands like that, and you put your hands kind of around my hands. Yeah, that's right. Now have a look at that if you can see it. This is called the mingling. This is called the mingling of hands. What does that mean? That's a weird symbol, isn't it? The church took that from, you know, ancient uh, medieval king kingdoms. And what it meant was, pretend I'm some poor little beggar out here, and I don't really have much, you know? I'm just some guy. And there's the king. And I say, hey king, I believe in you, and I trust you, and I want to be part of your kingdom. And to show you that I'm loyal, I promise that if you're in trouble, I'll gather all my little pruny here, my little five or six friends, and we'll fight for you. And if necessary, we'll die for you, because we love you. And the king says, okay, I accept your, your offer, you know? Give for everything you can, I accept it. But then the king does something that is just mind-blowing. The king says, the king says, okay, I accept your offer. And if you're in trouble, I'll gather my entire battalion and we'll fight for you and we'll die for you if necessary. Because we love you now. Think of, think of the kind of disproportionate relationship they're in now. They're both giving everything they can, but it's, it's different, isn't it? Because the king can give a lot more. When the church saw the the ancient world doing this, they said, hey, wait a minute. We actually have a king who did this. So we're going to take that little, that little ritual action. We're going to put it in our ordination life. We come here and we put our hands like that. We're not really doing it. But we're sort of saying to Jesus, I give you everything. I'll be your servant. And Jesus, he doesn't have to do this, but he says, okay. And I'll be yours. Isn't that amazing? Just sit and think about that for a moment because Jesus desires to serve you and he desires that you go out and serve every single person you meet. Because everyone is precious in God's eyes. Thank you very much. Let me give her a clap.